There's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh, my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Oh, baby. There's a mistake and a throw. Puck by Bridget. Mackinac Hockey fans, it's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. This is Season 3, Episode 13, an episode we're calling The Sundeen. And it's a bit of a Maple Leafs-flavored episode, disclaimer for you uh, listeners. But uh, yeah, Matt Sundeen famously wearing number 13 uh, through his Hall of Fame career for uh you know, Quebec, Toronto, and even Vancouver. He played a season there, if you don't remember. But, um, you know, lots of great number 13s over the years. Uh, you know, such legends as Pavel Datsuk, uh, Bill Guerin. Um, you know, modern day, you got Matt Barzell wearing that. Uh, Johnny Goudreau wears 13. Not a whole lot of hockey players over the course of history wear 13, of course. Bit of a superstition with that one, I think uh, one of my favorite hockey names of all times were number 13. That's Bates Bataglia. Sweet name there. Do you remember that name? Co-host Randy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I do remember Bates. I got to add two more 13s to the list. Yeah. Number yeah. one, Timu Solani, uh, yeah. first couple seasons with the Winnipeg Jets. And number what? two, our boy and homeboy and soon to be future best friend, PLD. Rocking yeah, number well, thirteen right see, now with the Winnipeg Jets. Nice. See, you're you're just getting ahead of what I was about to say. Oh, I was gonna sorry. go through the list here. No, all good. I sorry, like your I, attention I, to... I saw the puck in the corner. I had to go for it. Yeah, I like your attention to detail and doing the little things right. You know what I'm saying? But uh I was gonna give you a list of Winnipeg Jets past and present who have worn thirteen. Uh there's I think I only found eight guys or something like that currently. PLD, Peter Luke of the Woods, of course. Previous to him was Brandon Tanev, our boy, who now plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ever heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the most famous Winnipeg Jet to wear 13, probably T. Mussolini. But there were a few others, guys who I'll test your Winnipeg Jets, you know, knowledge here. Um, Dave Christian, remember that guy? Oh yeah, I, I yeah that, that was a little before my time. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Dave Christian, yeah, early '80s, I think he was kind of. Yeah. Uh, Hanu Jarvinpa. Hanu Jarvinpa. Hanu Jarvinpa. Yeah, yeah, right on. I remember him. Yeah. So, and the other guy was uh, Alfie Turcott. Okay, I, I I remember the name. I don't remember the player. Yeah. So yeah. they, uh, Hanu Jarvinpa and Alfie Turcott only played like maybe a season or two for the Jets with the number 13. The other guys, a little longer, a little more memorable. But yeah, so uh, I, I feel like that Hanu Yervinpa was the the trailblazer for Finnipeg. I don't know if that's true, but... He would be, he would for sure have been uh, pre-Timu. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely from like the late 80s uh, 
kind of era. It's Matt Sundin. Now there's a player. You go down memory lane. You think about his storied career. You know whether or not you were a Toronto Maple Leafs fan or or not. Uh, you know because he played for the Leafs for a long time. And Sundin, he was in the NHL. 18 seasons he played and you know he finished with 1346 games played regular season and uh, 1349 points and like he was as steady a player pretty much as you could get all through like the 90s essentially and into the thousands and it's hard to believe to me that it his last season was 0809 which uh, he played 40 games in Vancouver because the first part of the season, he didn't have a contract or something, if I remember correctly. And, uh, but it seems crazy that that was like over a decade ago. Now it doesn't seem that far removed from the game, but you know, he, he made it into the hall of fame in 2012. You got to so. remember that, that solid streak of all those poker commercials he was in too. <laughs> <laughs> I think those probably pay, paid the bills for a while. Yeah. But I, was just, I was just thinking too, like, did Matt Sundin uh, ever have like a nickname? Like, wh- like what was he, what was he known for? Like, you know, how Pavel Burry was like the Russian rocket, you know, right. I'm just trying to think, did Matt Sundin, Sundin the Swedish Swede. sensation? Uh, yeah. The Swedish <laughs> sensation. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I don't just think like he really had an official I, nickname. Yeah, I can't think of if he would have had one. You just got like he's he was your classic, you know, big number one oh, centerman. Six foot five, two hundred thirty plus pounds, you know, big dude. Yeah. Uh yeah, he he um his move in in the shootouts, when shootouts became a thing, he had one move basically, and that was wrist shot top shelf, nailed it like nine times out of ten. Uh goalies knew he was coming for that and he would just right upstairs and that was he had a heck of a shot i got to see him play a few times um the first time i ever saw him play was my very first nhl game which was an exhibition game between the quebec nordiques and the ottawa senators and it was the senators first season so it was like one of their very first games ever it was in halifax at the metro center this is 92 93 that season there that's the only season Matt Sundin scored 100 points or more. He had 114 that year. Every other year, he, he came close one year with the Leafs where he had uh, 94 points. But, but yeah, that season, 92-93, he's 21 years old, scored 114 points. And I remember seeing Matt Sundin, you know, like in the tunnel or whatever, coming out in between periods or after the game or whatever it was, and just thinking like I was, you know, a kid. And I was just like, good Lord, that's a beast of a man. Like, look at him. And, you know, he was only, son, he was only 20, 21 years old at that time. So that's yeah, pretty crazy. A, if, yeah. if you would have asked me before I opened up the hockey DB page here, um, hockeydb.com for all you f- folks at home, for all you uh, noobs who've never heard yeah. of hockey DB, <laughs> get on the hockey DB. Um, <laughs> If you would have asked me how many points he had, how many seasons he had a hundred points or more, I probably would have guessed like seven. Yeah. Like I would you know, have guessed. Like I, I don't, I, I definitely wouldn't have said one, but yeah. uh, I just always, yeah. Like he, you know, he had but 94 so there. Um, you know, like a lot of seasons with uh, 90 and 70 and 80. Yeah. Um, but no, I, w- I would have guessed that he would have been over a hundred a few times. So that's, yeah. and that's he, pretty surprising. He only topped 40 goals three times as well. Uh, you know, 
once with Quebec when he was 21, he had that 114 point season. And then twice with Toronto, he, he got 41 goals. But like he was just a guy, like honestly, it was just like point a game slightly better than. And uh, but yeah, he was he was an interesting player to watch to me because I saw him play later. Uh, you know, with the Leafs, I can remember going to see a game, and and he's just so big, he takes up so much ice, and it looks like he's was barely skating and hustling out there. And you're always thinking like, Sundin, get get moving. The next thing you know, you know he's got the puck and or he's you know like he was just the play like came to him in a way like yeah it's one of those kind of guys in some ways pretty similar to mario lemieux like uh very big doesn't look like he's moving very fast but he's always in the right spots and Mm -hmm. and like like you mentioned he he uh finished at at pretty much one point per game average 1346 games played 1349 points and almost a point per game in the playoffs too. He had 91 playoff games and and 82 points. So I don't, I don't think pre- he ever really won uh, any trophies personally, though. Did he? Like he he never won like a, a heart trophy. Or it he just never says won... it says here on hockeydb.com for all your hockey DB needs. Uh, <laughs> 2007 and eight, he won the Mark Messier NHL Leadership Award. Okay, which was kind of like a probably a newer award around that time. Yeah, and he um, uh, he would have won that his last season with the Leafs. I find it interesting the NHL has the like a the Mark Messier Leadership Award. Like it's, I'm fine, I like it, but they you know, and they've got the Rocket Richard, and they've got whatever. There's no trophy named for Wayne Gretzky. Which here's my suggestion for that: they should make it like like the Rocket Richard, but for assists, and call it the Wayne Gretzky you know, award yeah. for assists or whatever. Or they are um, Ross, like the, the points. Um, I guess yeah. he'd, he'd be stealing from Art Ross or whatever, but yeah, but they um, could make a new one for assists because there's yeah. no trophy for that. And what about uh, Gordy Howe? Where's his trophy? You know, yeah. anyway, that's a, that's the, a topic for, for the, a whole for the uh, guy with the most Gordy, Gordy Howe hat tricks. And yeah, <laughs> the, or like, like how the Selkie is like the best defensive forward, the Gordy Howe could be like the best power forward. Like, best blend of penalty minutes and goals you're getting you're getting rewarded for taking penalties (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like fantasy hockey like some leagues you have like pims as part of your stat line or whatever and yeah that'd be uh if we were in charge of the nhl randy i tell you things oh they'd be making millions and uh (laughs) one last matt maybe one last matt sundin thing here he was the second guy ever to win the mark messier leadership award uh chris chelios won it the year before him Huh, Shelly. Uh, yeah, so Sundin was, was number captain two. captain of the Hawks, I guess? It says Red Wings. He won it with the Red Wings. Interesting. Because wouldn't, I would have assumed like. I don't think you need to be Lakestrom. the captain. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just a guy who, oh, here we go. Awarded to the player who exemplifies great leadership qualities to the team on and off the ice. So. Doesn't say anything about being a captain. Maybe Chelios just, you know, uh. You paid know, deli- off uh mark a little bit or Doritos delivered or delivered a few more uh groceries or something in the off season compared oh, yeah, to what yeah. lidstrom did but speaking <laughs> of like i'm getting thirsty here um yeah deliver been... some beer groceries here it's friday it's happy hour it's talking hockey we're gonna get into some uh local craft brews i don't know randy have you gone local this week 
you know what? Uh, after multiple warnings from HR and corporate and a boardroom meeting, uh, super uncomfortable. They were grilling <laughs> me. Um, a bit of a plot twist this year, this week, literally. Oh. Called plot twist uh, <laughs> from Sucrums. And actually, if you want, uh, it, it's a coffee pilsner. I've I had a couple of these uh, throughout the week already. Um, it it basically tastes like coffee and beer mixed together. Yeah. Um, it's 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 it, because it is a pilsner. Pilsner. It's got still that crisp taste to it, but it's got also that punch uh, of of coffee to it as well. Yeah. Um, and where it's a pilsner, it pours clear as opposed to usually a coffee beer. You think uh, it's like going to be a dark lager, a stout, or whatever, something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, I haven't had this plot twist by Sucrums Brewing yet, but um, I've, uh, well, I actually forgot to press send on the order, but I've started making an order uh, with Sucrums <laughs> too, because I wanted to get some of those majesticals before they were gone. But... Oh, I think uh, they might be close to being gone yesterday. Actually, yeah. I went to Sucrums to make pick up my order and lo and behold, who is the guy in front of me? Good pal Liam Martin was really, oh. <laughs> was there too. So a couple of Caressa Steelers and in, in the Sucrums building yeah. all at the same time. Caressa so. Steel, keeping the beer industry in Winnipeg alive since you know twenty whatever. <laughs> twenty eleven. Yeah. yeah. What do you got there? So my, I went a little further down the road than you. You were just at Confusion Corner, and I went all the way down to Kenora to the Lake of the Woods Brewing Company. Um, and this is a is called. Uh, Mars Zen. It's a seasonal release. It's a German style Mars and lager. So uh, it's like Mars Zen. Nice. Like an alien. You're going to be so chill. Alien. Yeah. You're going to be like talking about like so like so chill man that, yeah that's, that's <laughs> pretty like, cool oh did you see the sky it's <laughs> awesome uh <laughs> no this this beer is a it's like a like a German Mars and lager I believe is like a fresh um it's kind of like a spring beer if i'm not mistaken and um yeah this is a 5.1 percent alcohol uh by volume it's uh you know 20 ibus so it's not like terribly hoppy or anything like that uh but uh yeah i'm excited to Break right. it open here. Crack it open. I already went for mine. I, I couldn't yeah, wait. It's it's absolutely. Friday. It's happy hour. Got to get her going here. Yeah. And uh, for those of you at home, uh, the last uh, couple episodes, um, the ongoing theme here with talking hockey, the hockey talking show is we've been going for the. It's called the hard hard latang. Yeah. It's it's the fifty eight minute minute episode. Um. Uh. So basically, we're we're really trying to rein rein things in here do uh, pretty much to try and fit into a one hour block. So basically that, that uh, gets us to 58 minutes. And if we're, if we're uh, running a couple songs and, and some jingles or, or those sorts of things, then those eat into the time and look, lo and behold, we're already 16 minutes into this episode, Tommy. So we got to pick up the pace here a little bit. Uh, let's start talking you know, hockey. Let's yeah. get into some Leafs talk here. What did you, okay. what did you have on, on the, uh, on the clipboard there. Well, I just thought that we should talk a little Leafs because we never really do on this show. Um, I think the Leafs get enough press as it is, you know, but uh, I, I, I wanted to just talk about them because our, our uh, Winnipeg Jets are going to be heading into Toronto 
in a day or two to take on the Jet, the Leafs in a three-game set. And as it stands right now, it's the sort of battle of one and two in the North Division. Um, the the Leafs have I don't want to use the words run away with the division so far, but they're they've got a healthy lead. Um, but when you play a team three games in a row, yeah, things can happen, right? So we just saw the um, the contenders. Uh, is that what you could, no the challengers? Uh, the Edmonton Oilers. They they played the Leafs uh, what three in a row, and well they just got shown the door. So you know the Oilers scored one goal. I think they were outscored by Toronto thirteen to one, and you know Toronto, a team that we haven't really thought of as defensively sound for the last several seasons, they uh, all of a sudden with their backups in net and everything, you know, uh, posted one goal against across three games and um yeah i think toronto's just like it's a lot of the talk is that it's hard to judge the north division and how good the leafs maybe are because they're playing some teams i think people are looking at the north division if it's as if it's a little bit weaker of a division but i'm not sure if i get that feeling do you randy think the Leafs are just feasting on weaker opponents and, and they're not as good as their record indicates. Where are the Leafs for real? Like, are they, are they legit? Well, they're definitely, definitely legit. But if you think about the breakdown of, of the North division, uh, Ottawa, Vancouver, Calgary are the three teams at the, at the bottom of, of the North division all teams that aren't playing great or underachieving. Uh, you know, if you think to last week's episode, um, Calgary uh, obviously just make a, uh, made a coaching change. So, uh, and Toronto have only having to play Winnipeg just the one time so far. Those are the t- teams, the top two teams in the North. Uh, I think they've got what, eight or nine more uh, matchups uh, for, from now till the end of the season. So, yeah, maybe Toronto is feasting a lot on these these the the weaker teams of the north. Um, at the Those same teams time, you, you got to beat. Like if the you know you can only play the teams in front of you, yeah. and like I, I think it's 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 just it's almost impossible to try and make that call on like who's who's the better division who like yeah and, and like it's it's impossible to like if you if you think about the mass mutual oh here we go i use the actual <laughs> word <laughs> uh, but um you know you've like you've got like teams like washington new york islanders philly boston pittsburgh you could maybe toss the rangers in there like those are six teams that are going to be fighting for four spots yeah but they've got buffalo and new jersey like yeah to round out the division and like buffalo is just a complete train wreck to me and to me new jersey and new york are like the rangers are you know they're they're basically fighting for uh this the third last spot you know what i mean like yeah so like you could you could you say you know it's just a tough call like because of it because everything is just within the division here yeah Um, every division's got the the two or three teams at the bottom who i think you know, or for the most part, the, you know, when they, I wouldn't, I don't want to say easy points, but like, you know, but, but Toronto's beat Montreal a few times and Montreal has fallen off lately, obviously, but, um, you know, they were, 
you know, I think probably one of the four top teams. And so it'll be interesting to see once Winnipeg rolls into town there into Toronto and into, into the big smoke, into Hogtown, uh, yeah, you know, there, to see what they th- can do. There's three Canadian teams in the top 15, top mm. 14 in the league. Uh, and then if you look at the, uh, the top scorers uh, across the league, um, in the top 10, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys in the top 10 that are from the, from the North division. So yeah, six out There's, of 10 the goal scoring is no problem uh, in the North. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, like surprisingly the, the Leafs um, have shored things up defensively and Winnipeg surprisingly has too. So I think, I think like, you know, Toronto, they're probably for real. So like, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Let's, Let's just uh, talk about for a second, uh, Toronto Maple Leaf superfan, Walter Gretzky, who passed away uh, yesterday, I guess it was, uh, being March 4th. Um, Yeah, like he he was obviously known as a bit of a Leaf superfan, but kind of uh, I heard somebody, I think it was James Duffy, call him uh, Canada's hockey dad, you know, Um, pretty, pretty awesome guy. And uh, passed away 82 years old yesterday. So, uh, kind of a, you know, a solemn moment there or whatever, when, when they announced that and a lot of tributes throughout the day today. And, um, have, did you ever have any, uh, Walter Gretzky experiences or anything? I did not, but you, you have to think like he is like how Duffy mentioned, like he is the hockey dad. He's, he's the guy who built, the the backyard rink for for the greatest player ever and probably no one will ever be greater than Wayne Gretzky. I, yeah. I don't see it happening. And um, without Walter making that rink, you know, when Wayne was three, three or four or whatever, and like it just endless, like the guy's attitude, the guy mm. like he's just, everyone loved him. Like and yeah. you know, uh, not really being, uh, you know, not having any close connections to him or whatever, but having a, a huge respect for the game and, and, you know, what Gretzky brought to the game. Um, mm. And, and he was always so uh, adamant and, and so passionate about like including his dad and in all these moments. Cause it, his yeah. dad was a big part. Yeah, Walter of, was always around for yeah, sure. Like yeah. you think of other greats throughout the years and currently, you know, Sidney Crosby or whatever. And like, um, you know, but like, it's like who, you don't know who Mario's, dad was really or is you know what i mean so it's yeah. it's uh but like walter was just kind of maybe like the most famous non-pro non-pro athlete you know what i mean like uh pro so, tell, by association or whatever yeah like, tell me tell me about your experience with with uh mr gretzky well he came to Truro like uh i was like 12 maybe i don't know why he was in Truro. he's probably passing through had an engagement in halifax or something probably and then like you know, agreed to do like a signing or a stop and wave in Churro or whatever. And it was at the Fundy Trail Mall, if I recall correctly. And uh, I just like, like half the town was there and I didn't get an autograph or anything, but we, I remember going and being like, oh, there's Walter Gretzky, just like waving. You know, <laughs> it's like, that was about it. But like, you, you know, it, like that just says everything you need to know about him. Half the town came out to see him kind of thing. So yeah, it was, uh, he was just that guy that like, you know, I, one of the stories that I heard last night 
uh, was about, I think it was Ray Ferraro or something, or uh, Poulin or whatever. And like in the 80s, when Russia came to play Canada or whatever, in one of those series, Walter had a barbecue and invited some Russian players. And, and you know, he was sneaking them down away from the like, uh, you know, Russian officials into the basement, showing them all Wayne's trophies and giving them beers <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, not only was he Canada's hockey dad, he was kind of like the world's hockey Yeah, just hot, like the hockey dad. You yeah. Know, in in general. So yeah. as a, as a tribute to to Mr. Gretzky, um, we've got we're gonna play a couple songs here on the show with with some Walter Gretzky references. And the first one up is is by the Pursuit of Happiness. In the past, going back a ways, we played the Del Barber version, uh, Del Barber and the No Gretzkys. But uh, this is the original version that they covered. So yeah, Pursuit of Happiness with Gretzky rocks. Walter Gretzky had a son. He grew up to. That was Pursuit of Happiness and their single from 1995 called Goretzky Rocks uh, from the Where's the Bone album. Those of you with a Columbia House music sub- subscription probably remember that album cover uh, from flipping, flipping through the pamphlet there. But um, yeah, little Walter Gretzky tip of the hat to old Walt there who passed away yesterday at age 82. Uh, let's talk, Randy. A little bit of ODR SZN, ODR season, uh, pretty much wrapped up now, I'd say, here in, in Winnipeg. We've hit the balmy, you know, plus temperatures now. Um, and we had a, a, a real good sort of last hurrah at the ODRs over the last, you know, week or two. And uh, yeah, what's... Um, Let's hear a little bit about your outdoor rink season, because I think probably you're like, you're going to be like a legend in the outdoor hockey, you know, you've got, were you at every rink this year or what? Like, well, uh, before we go there, I, I just have to say, I think we probably sent off the ODR season properly with, mm. with the ultimate 
evening that we had we we got there around eight o'clock and i don't think we left until like after 11 or something yeah like, yeah yeah it was, it was it was you and me and then a couple of buddies liam and kyle and then we met some new dudes and stuff and yeah. uh we we did it right we were there for like three hours three and a half hours or whatever it was it's like almost like uh you know when you know it's like the season finale of a show when they're like <laughs> you know like hanging on and they're hanging around like or it's after your last game of the season, you just don't want to leave the dressing room because yeah. you know it's over. So that's that was pretty much what the boys were doing there. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Just sitting in the dressing room, soaking up every last minute that you can. And the ice yeah, was, was pretty crappy. Uh, could probably could have got seriously hurt if we really ripped hard. Um, but I took do- I took like a couple good laps around, but I was very careful to not try and do any sudden movements. Yeah, for it was a bit fear soft. of like grabbing you know picking an edge or whatever yeah but it was fun shout out to the earl gray community center for keeping their lights on late yeah um and actually running two two pretty uh decent sheets of ice there um all without a zamboni yeah had a zamboni there had a good skate there and and uh yeah overall um i got to quite a few rinks if i tried to do the list right now i went to stonewall i went to argyle i went to gross isle I went to Wildwood. I went to Riverview. I went to Fort Gary. I went to Archwood. I went to, oh man, I'm getting bad at this. <laughs> There's way more than this. Yeah. Um, I skated on Lake Winnipeg. So did you. Yeah. Um, that feels like forever ago. Yeah. That was like back in early December. It maybe? was December. Yeah. yeah. It was um, before my baby was born. My I'd, baby. Have to, I'd have to say, yeah, there's, there's more rinks, but. I would have to say my favorite rink this year uh, was Wildwood. And that, that was yeah. my first time skating there. Uh, I always knew about it, but um, uh, I never had actually skated there until this winter. Uh, they run two sheets there. And, you know, there was a few mornings. I, I like going in. I like going for a skate first thing in the morning and starting my day that way. I feel like I'm a little more productive that way. Yeah. And the guy who clears the ice there and floods it and cleans everything up, he like i was trying to beat him there and i could never do it like the guy was like <laughs> what there was one morning i went for, like just about a week or a week and a half ago i went for like 7 30 and the guy was already there with like a half finished smoke in his mouth and he was already working <laughs> hard so um no like wildwood for sure uh i would have to say gets my shout out for for outdoor rink of the year usually nice. it's lord roberts um yeah, i didn't i didn't they, get... they were late getting the ice in and then yeah. um yeah uh yeah so wild for wildwood i like it um if, Arch, uh, archwood's a close second though and where, then also those uh, where is archwood oh that's it, saint b somewhere yeah there. so uh, down archibald um yeah. yeah if you you know what randy like you should you should uh coach a uh minor hockey team that has 6 a.m practices because <laughs> <laughs> you're you get that early morning skate in and then like yeah, just be yeah. like I don't know. Don't I don't know. Coach, how, just show up to these practices. Yeah. I don't know how motivated I would be to uh coach at that early. I just like yeah. being out there and having a quick blast of coffee and wrap yeah. ripping some clappers for like 45 minutes and then yeah. going on my going on with my business. Uh, yeah. how about you? Tell me about your ODR season. It was good. It was kind of like in stages, I feel like, because of course at the first of the like the first of the winter there, we didn't really have like uh, a super cold stretch. So a lot of places were a little late getting the ice in. 
And then of course, COVID regulations. So a lot of clubs didn't get the ice in. And then, um, so once, you know, once Riverview got their ice in, I was down there quite a bit. And then, and then, um, you know, in J when the new year hit, uh, I, I went on parental leave and um, it was kind of great. I was doing, I was going out. I wouldn't say like every day, but like maybe like a few times a week or whatever. And uh, just going for a quick rip generally by myself because I was trying to go there at a time when there wouldn't be crowds and whatever. And, um, you know, and then, and then we had that deep freeze for like three weeks and I didn't go outside really at all. So it's like, Oh, that's when I went the most, actually. I love yeah, skating yeah. when it's super cold. I, that's my I, favorite my, time. My feet are, they get so uh, frozen and just messed up and just, it's not good. So I try and avoid it. But um, yeah, then, then these last couple weeks here, they've been great. Again, we we've had kind of the perfect weather and had some real good, I thought it was going to be my last one. And there was a group of guys from the neighborhood. We went over to the Riverview rink and had a wicked game of shinny at night. And they gave us a fresh flood right before. And we played for like two hours straight. Nothing beats and, the fresh flood. Yeah. And I, I, uh, we, we were playing posts, right? So I feel like whenever we're, whenever I'm trying to hit the post, I cannot, but if I'm trying to score on a goalie or something, I just, I hit the post all the time. So uh, I, I um, had this one moment and I was just like, well, let's call it a season after that one. Yeah. I, I came in on my off wing. I'm right-handed. So I was coming down the uh, left side and I made a move around the defenseman. And then I, I was like, okay, look at all this room to shoot at the net. And I was still a little ways out, probably somewhere around the top of the circle if there were circles on the ice and I just let a snapshot go and I clanked it right off the perfectly like square onto the post. And I was just like, it made a, that beautiful sound, you know, that rang through the, the cold still of the night. And I was just like, hell yes. You're like, you're like George Costanza after that uh, meeting. And he's like, you know, peace. I'm out of here after he has that joke that everyone loves. Yeah. And he's <laughs> leave them wanting more. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I just got to mention one last, I, I went for a skate. Uh, there was one day where I went and dropped off pucks all across uh, Western Manitoba. And along my route, I stopped at the Valley view community center in Brandon, Manitoba and got in a, okay. a rip there. And it was a great rip, but nice. we, we got to move on. So outdoor yep. season's over and we got to move on. Um, coming up here is a pants question for Tommy. Ooh, wearing the pants. When I wake up in the morning light, I pull on my jeans and I feel all right. I pull my blue jeans on. I pull my old blue jeans on. I pull my blue jeans on. I pull my old blue jeans on. All right, so that's the pants music that we all have come to know and love. My question for Tommy this week is uh, directly related to our hometown Winnipeg Jets. And Tommy, yeah. um, I'm going to skip the whole St. Vitell bus trip because we've got uh, <laughs> we've got the clocks ticking here. But we all I'm know taking the bus this... today. I'm taking the. I'm driving. Yeah, we driving all know how this works. Um, 
So seeing how the Jets, where they're at after game 23, um, they're second in the North Division and fifth in the overall league. Um, as the, as it looks like the, 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 the Jets are definitely in contention for finishing up near the top of their division and the league. Um, is this the time or is this the season or is this around uh, the time where you feel that they need to make a significant move to, to, to give, give this thing a serious shot? Like it, it seems like they're up near the top. Do you try and um, do you try and make a move to really bolster this team or, or are you going to be like, I'm happy with the cards in my hand right now. Um, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to let the boys do their thing. Uh, yeah. Well, what would you, what would you do if you were uh, Kevin Shevel day off in this situation? Well, <clears throat> it's a, it's a tricky one because of obviously the closed border, right? So if you're doing business with American teams, uh, you are going to lose your guy for two weeks once he comes over the border. And, uh, you know, uh, the uh, sort of TV analysts are, have been saying, like, with a little bit of lobbying, the NHL might be able to convince the Canadian government to sort of uh, allow that or whatever. But I don't think they will. You know, I think they're pretty hard and fast on these rules and good. Uh, so, you know, like, I think that dealing with an American team, if that's the way they're going to go, is just, you know, you've got that extra hurdle. And so therefore, look at me using big words. Uh, no, I think though that um, I don't think that they're going to make a trade with an American team. If they do to bolster the D, it would be in the summer and possibly if they're going to do a trade in season now, I think it'll be with a Canadian team just based on the whole quarantine thing because we saw with pld you know he sat for two weeks he came back he played a game or two and then he hurt himself basically i think just the that stretch of not playing and then jumping into some games is not it's not easy right so um and and i think maurice even tried to ease him in so it's just it's tough and we haven't really seen any other canadian teams acquire a player that had to go through the quarantine. So we don't know that it was, you know what I mean? Like there's no, nothing really to compare it to. So um, like the trade, the NHL trade deadline this year is April tw 12th. So it's, you know, about a month away. So I think if you're going to make a trade with an American team, it's gotta be in the next week or two so that by the time the actual trade deadline comes, like, I don't know, like you've got your guy back in the lineup now and you can get some games in with the team. To answer your question specifically, does, what, what was your question? <laughs> Would you make a move because it's, it looks like the Jets are up, up near the top yeah. and they're likely going to, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're in contention definitely in the, in the North. So yeah. are you going to be patient and be like, I like what I see? Or are you going to be like, this is the time to go for it. We got to do this. Okay. And make two, a move. Two answers then. Me as Chevy, like if I was Chevy, uh, yeah, I'd make a move. Um, and then answer B, will Chevy make a move? No, I don't think he will. I think he'll, he'll, he'll push his chips in with what he's got in front of him, which is, you know, defense by committee. Um, We've seen the sort of seven or eight guys who come in and out of the 
blue line group and then you know you've got in the ahl a few more guys who should they need to they could call up i suppose but but yeah no i think that um to me like there's some options out there like old weber weebs world there wrote an article about matthias ekholm of the nashville predators maybe he's an ideal trade target for the jets there's been talk about rasmus ristolainen in uh buffalo you know these are there's names out there that you hear um i have i i, I don't know like what about uh, that savard guy in columbus you hear his name or have heard his name before in trade talk uh you know like i think ideally in a perfect world the jets they spend their first round pick they trade Veselainen, and they bring in a top pairing defenseman you know what i'm saying uh will that happen this year i doubt it but i don't know well uh you know with the help of our good friends here that um they don't know we exist but we're i'm gonna say that we're best friends uh at capfriendly.com uh i if you look down the list of of all the defensemen that are on expiring contracts contracts so basically they're ufas at the end of this season i'll just do a quick rundown of the of the first uh say 15 here these are rental players we're talking about yeah so you'd you'd maybe give up a pick maybe your second round or something or whatever like i feel like a rental this year is going to be a lower cost than previous years yeah so here here's some potential rentals that they could maybe get um you got edler dougie hamilton he wouldn't move niskanen wouldn't move he's in contention but you got mark Stahl from detroit you got goligoski from arizona you got chalmerson from arizona you got Ryan Murray in New Jersey. You got Jason Demers in Arizona. Brendan Smith, Rangers. David Savard, Columbus. Uh, Ian Cole and Jonas Brodeen from Minnesota likely wouldn't move because they're going to probably be close yeah, to the playoffs. Right in the mix. Adam Larson, Chris Russell from Edmonton, likely not going to move. Uh, you got a guy like though Eric Gambranson from Ottawa. Uh, he could be somebody that they could go after. Um, and then further down the you list, you, you've got guys like... Uh, Brandon Montour from Buffalo. Um, so yeah, I like, hear a lot about Montour. I don't know. I'm all, intrigued by that guy. All, all, um, all guys that you could bring in and definitely help the the back yeah. end. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, like I would say honestly, Edler would be a great ad for the Winnipeg Jets because uh, of of his experience and yeah. and and uh, he's a good player and he's a very solid player. You don't need somebody flashy. You just kind of need enough troops, you know, to yeah. to send out there. But I agree with you. I, like, you know, if if I was in this situation, I feel you have to be proactive and make a move because, like, um, next year you might not be where you are. So, like, wouldn't yeah. you want to? Wouldn't you want to do whatever it takes to to put yourself over the top? That's instead the thing. Of just, and I, instead of just being patient. Um, and I, and I but, think, uh, sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, I think that they are in a position where they should be like proactive. Like you're saying, you know, they're, they're like, if you sort by points percentage, they're, they're ninth in the league right now. Goals for they're, they're like fourth or something goals against they're in the top third of the league. You know, they're, they're actually like, uh, this is a team that I don't think a lot of people gave the time of day to and, and the jets are hanging in there and doing all right. Um, so maybe, you know, if you get out of the North division, it's like the way the playoffs are structured this year, you know, 
it could be it could be like the the Jets could go toe to toe in the seven game series with your your Vegases, your your Colorados or whatever. Like I could uh, whoever comes out of that West division, like that'd be a good series. I could I could see that happening, you know. So the other thing too, it's like um, if if the Jets are like according to points, they're they're fifth overall in the league. And uh, I forget where did you say they were for points percentage? I think it's ninth, ninth or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and but honestly, like as someone, I've I've tried to watch every single Jets game. I think so of you. Um, to me, I don't think they've even like maxed their potential yet. Like, I, how did you? Yeah, they. they I don't even. It's feel, like you see glimpses and you're like, okay, yeah. boys, play like that. Yeah. So good. like. That being said, maybe there is more of a uh, like a, a roof or like more more potential here to be had with this group, and we just yeah. haven't seen it yet. So yeah. the fact that they're in second in the north, um, and they're not even playing their best hockey is maybe a good sign. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, again, I agree with you. I I feel like if you're flirting with with the best, you got to do what whatever you can to to put your team over the top. Um, but you know something that we've kind of consistently seen here in Winnipeg is um, patience. So, uh, and you know, Chevy has already made a big move this, this year. So maybe, like, that, maybe that's his, his, his move for, for a, what next to a while, but we got to be notoriously patient, but yeah. he, we, we got to move forward here, Tommy. He's had to. Yeah. We got to move forward. So we're running right. out of time. Uh, while I prep for this next segment, you have some information here for, for the listeners about some potential, um, Merchandising threads. opportunities. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, join our pyramid screen scheme here at Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. <laughs> no, it, we we're talking potential merch opportunities, i.e., and I should have done this off the top of the show, but what are you going to do? Um, we would like to float the idea out there to our listeners uh, about T-shirts uh, and beer koozies and or beer koozies, I should say, with our Talking Hockey logo on it. And uh, so we're, we're going to try doing maybe a pre-order and see if we can get enough orders to do a small run of T-shirts. They'll be like super exclusive. We'll number them one of whatever, 20 or whatever number <laughs> we do. And they'll be, you know, autographed and whatever. But, uh, you know, so we're, we're thinking that we would like to do these pre-runs or pre-orders of some of some swag, if you will. And we're going to, uh, I guess we're, we'll post that up on the internet on, on talking hockey's podcast at talking hockey podcast on Instagram. Sorry. I was saying podcast. I'm on Instagram. Uh, and <laughs> I think maybe what else we can, you know, we'll try and get the word out there basically, but, uh, yeah, if you are interested in getting pre-order, uh, for a t-shirt i think that probably the cost would be about 20 bucks eh? that's probably what we're looking at that's right. and we'll get a quality cotton t-shirt beautifully silk screened logo vibrant colors it's going to be you're going to go you know once this uh pandemic is like into t-shirt season and you're like downtown going to the forks for a beer or something and you're rocking you're talking hockey logo t-shirt all the ladies are going to be like, who's that? 
And yeah. And then you'll be out in public and you'll see somebody else for that same shirt and you can do the old like tip of the cap. Yeah, exactly. You're part of the club. So yeah. uh, let us know on the Instagram if you'd be interested in, in getting a, a, or a, a pre-order or put, putting yeah. in a pre-order for a shirt. And basically we're looking at around 20, 20 pre-orders and be around uh, 20 bucks a pop. And yeah. you know, so you know, the logo, it's kind of the Jets classic looking logo. Uh, talking designed by Chicago, Matt. Designed by Chicago, Matt in okay. Chicago, Illinois. There you go. Uh, last little segment here. And this is a bit of a foreshadowing, uh, you know, towards a, our next episode. We're going to bring back the one and only hockey card war. Yeah, um, that'll I, be I fun. We haven't I, done that in a while. So I think everyone's be... missing it. Um, I've I've seen a lot of people writing blogs about the fact that we haven't done it. In a while. <laughs> it's the most blogged about item of 2021 <laughs> yeah. so far. So I was at Walmart like not too long ago, uh, probably buying toilet paper and paper towels or something, whatever I buy there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was walking up to the old self checkout there and. Lo and behold, like tucked in the tucked in the corner and like this deep dark corner that's dusty. You wouldn't think there'd be a dark corner in Walmart right in the middle of the in the store, but there was. Well, yeah. I, I reached in and I pulled out a few packs of these um, Parkhurst hockey cards, and they've got like this awesome like extra value new low price sticker just smacked oh, right that's on. how you know they're good yeah and they got that smacked right on, on uh, connor mcdavid's jersey here so yeah basically so, these these are going to be the cards that we're going to use for future I, I i grabbed a whole bunch of packs so we're going to yeah. be using these on future hockey card ward bat war, uh, battles but so we'll um, have a little unboxing just to preview the kind of cards that we'll be having in holy hockey card war Geez, and, right off the bat, like I've got like some freaking sick cards here. Like nice. Um, this is so an extreme Parkers, value. Hold on now. Parkhurst is famous, of course, for like your Gordy Howe rookie cards and like that kind of thing from like, like the 50s. And then an episode or two ago, you had you were showing off some Parkhurst cards. Yeah. And they were all they had several horizontals in them. Oh yeah. Oh look, I already saw some horizontals in this. Oh pack. frig, man. Those yeah. horizontals just Okay, we're we're down to two minutes left. The two minute okay, warning well, let's here. Here's some of these cards you're unboxing so, right now. Right off the bat, I've got uh, Winnipegger, fellow Winnipegger here, Alex Steen from the. Ooh, Steener. He's a former Maple Leaf. There, right on theme with this episode too. Right on. Oh, uh, here we go. We got Steven Stamkos uh, from Markham, Ontario. Stammer, Toronto boy. There's there was always talk of him going to the Leafs. Well, um, I mean it. Yeah. Tanger, the old. Uh, Hard 58 oh, hard here. <laughs> and horizontal. Yeah. So, so there you landscape, go. Landscape, if you will. If Nick Letty. Didn't, didn't Nick Letty retire? Nick Letty, did he? Re- that is a great question, Randy. I don't know. But anyways, Nick Letty, New York Islanders. Oh, we got Landis Gog running Gabe. the ship running the ship down there in Colorado. Yeah. I think they're rocking their Nordiques jerseys tonight. Oh, okay. Tune in. You know, these we, are nice looking cards you're showing me. I'll have to get uh, grab a few pictures and throw them up on the talking hockey podcast we got jake Vorchek here there's my boy former halifax moosehead oh look we got the aforementioned alex goligoski here might Ooh, be a goalie. might be a future winnipeg jet who knows if he is <laughs> this card could be worth yeah, exactly. one or two cents <laughs> <laughs> oh daniel sedin ever ever heard of him oh decent decent little card here these are, nice. these are great cards oh i got nino niederreiter 
funny story ne- with neat funny story with Nino Niederreiter is whenever yeah. Dennis Bayak announces his name during a game, he has to say his first and last name. He um, does that with a lot of players. You yeah. know, I noticed that last night he does that with, um, uh, but, but, uh, fuck, I forget who it was, but yeah, Kyle Connors, one guy he always does it with too, but yeah. Like, uh, we got Rick Nash from, from the, when he was with the Rangers. There. Oh, great player. Uh, a, a poso here from Buffalo. He used Sabres. to be a good player. He's still slugging. Yeah. He's, you know, Sikara, Edmonton. Oh, we got Lundquist. Lundquist had to sit out this season due to his heart problems or whatever, he but did. I saw on a post he was back on the ice training, so that's yeah. a good sign. What what year are these cards from? What's these the... are um uh 16 oh no, 17 18. Okay, so we're talking, you know, 3 years old here at this point. Uh I got uh McJesus here. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is probably this, worth a dollar. This would be a killer pack for hockey card war. Yeah. Granland, the old horizontal. No oh, one likes these cards. Get rid of it. Oh, Taylor Hall. And those in the, the classic Minnesota Wild Christmas jersey. The mil, the million or the oh, Taylor, Taylor Hall with the Devils playing for a million different heart, teams. Looks like heart, he's going to be on another team. That was his heart trophy season right there. Nuge. Oh, the Nuge. He's a guy who's looking for a new contract after this year. Will he stay in Edmonton? Anisimov. He's in Ottawa now. I think so. Not doing a whole heck of a lot. We got John Carlson. Yeah, he's yeah. ripping it up. In- Look at that number seventy-four. What a great number! Great to number choose for your jersey. Uh, we got Christian Fisher, the rookie card, probably worth a few cents. I don't even know who Christian Fisher is, to be honest. Oh, look at this. I wonder if this is going to be worth a few pennies here every uh, sometime soon. What's that? Oh, Patrick Line, a West Division All-Star. Look, it's West all Conference All-Star. Hologram-like. Oh, and oh, we're running out of time here, so I'll have to get through the... Oh, here we go. One last card here. We got PLD. Oh, beautiful. A rookie card from Columbus. So there's... Uh, I still got a McDavid, uh, Backstrom, Tyson Yost, Patrick Marlowe, Nikita Sherback, Martin Hansel, Joshua Hosang, our buddy. Oh, number and 66. He's, he's rocking 66 here. Yeah, the greatest 66. And, uh, uh, I mean, sorry, that was Mario. Yeah. And uh, Jordan Emberley. So that's. Oh, abs. Now there's one of my favorite players. I love that. Guy. This is a, a perfect, uh, perfect look at what some hockey card war will be, look, will be looking like uh, in the next episode. Tommy, I'll get you one of these packs, and we can we can go to town. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's a, those are nice looking cards for, yeah, uh, for uh, Dusty Corner of Walmart. Yeah, check out your local Dusty Corner in Walmart and grab some <laughs> cards. We're out of time here, folks. Uh, we're gonna throw to us another win a Walter Gretzky theme song here. Uh, mm-hmm. Tommy, uh, take it home for the folks here. Sure thing. This is a tune called uh, "Oh No" by Classified. He's a famous Enfield, Nova Scotia rapper. Uh, Enfield famous for their uh, Tim Hortons at the turnoff of the Highway 102. So that's uh, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, Season 3, Episode 13, The Sun Dean. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your stick on the ice. Always check your lie. Get pucks deep, and we'll see you next time. Take care now. Yeah, I don't know what
hope they're ready, but they're watching me heavy. They'll never get me, but they know that I'm rocking it steady. You better seize your moment like you got epilepsy. These MCs are choking just like Gio Gameshi. You get chopped like machetes, trying to pop like confetti. They want to break a bed like Walter and Jesse. I'll put you on ice. I'm like Walter DeGreski. I'm like Bernie DeBetty. Rocking like Marty Janetti. I got them waiting for it. Take a look inside of my mind. Einstein, I don't follow any guidelines. Enough prime times mixed with the splits in the white wine. Think I need some sleep. It's my dime. It's a vitamin D. I got a deficiency. Stop it mixing these beats. And heaven left the studio. I don't know. Both five to six weeks. Try to get what I need. Full steam till it gets done. Then you'll see me reemerge back to the sun. I'm about to break the odds. I'm a million to one. You got it backwards. Don't mistake my weakness for kindness. I don't fit the current mold. What I do is timeless. See me rock. They don't gotta, they don't gotta pay me no mind. But you ain't ever, you ain't ever heard of my kind. And I can see it in the face. Cause every time we in a place, they say, oh no, here comes trouble. Look the other way, oh no, here comes trouble. You better look the other way. Don't ever quiet down Up to five in the morning In Chinatown Buying rounds Got my people with me Going city to city My committee is rogue scholars Players but no ballers Hitting the strip club But none of us throw dollars Bunch of cheapskates His visa ain't prepaid Plus I owe the weed man I'm already a week late And don't cut me off Like Brutus above a beefcake Oh, I don't pay for pussy That ain't how I roll I don't ever pay to get off Like a bridge toll But I pay the bills Keep the stove hot and fridge cold I handle mine That's just how shit goes My daughter's in my wife's name A tattooed on my body I don't need to make a will Cause everywhere I go It's all me Literally, I bring the game to life like it's Jumanji I'm trying to give the world a piece of me like I was Gandhi Check it, they expect me to say I'm the best in the city But when it's arguably true, then what's it really to prove? Check it, check it I gotta say it to remind kids I ain't trying to fit the current mold, this is timeless See me rock, see me rock They don't gotta, they don't gotta pay me no mind Give me But you ain't ever, you ain't ever heard of my kind Somewhere in a place, they say.